Welcome to the Living Water Service with the Lao Sanctuary Youth of Victory Bible Church International. We believe that as you listen to this word, you will grow bigger in wisdom. Now, the sermon. Wow, it's good to see you again. And I want to welcome all of you. You are welcome into the presence of God. And in, even to our online viewers, if you are watching, wherever you are watching from, I want to especially welcome you to the Love Sanctuary Youth Service happening live from Anaji Takrade. And then key in, even as you listen, I believe your life will never be the same. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. So tonight, it's a privilege to be here to share God's word with you, and I don't take it lightly. And I know that God has a word for you. Amen. Whenever we come into his presence like this, he always speaks. And I know that if you're going to listen carefully, you're going to leave this place with a word. Amen. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, thank you for tonight. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts and minds. We are ready to receive and to be instructed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory. Amen. Share a story, one of the stories that Jesus shared when he walked on this earth. I want to give an introduction. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. In the, in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, Paul wrote to the church that they have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So he's talking about Jesus and the fact that Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Somebody say the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, I cannot hear you. Okay, so as children of God, we are in the kingdom of his dear son. That's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when Jesus Christ came, he told many stories described as parables. And these stories, most of them were about God's kingdom. Amen. And so that tells us how important God's kingdom is. So the first thing to note is that we are in God's kingdom as children of God. In time past, we were in the world and we're in darkness. But when you gave your life to Christ, you were translated. You were moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. And that is the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus That is the kingdom of light. Amen. This kingdom message is so important that when Jesus died and rose again and came and was with his disciples and with the other senior apostles for about 40 days and 49, the Bible says that Jesus taught them many things about the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. Oh, one more time. Oh, I can't hear you. Are you here? The kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is so important And today we're going to look at one of the parables of Jesus concerning the kingdom. Amen. It's a very long one, but we're going to read it pretty fast. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25, from verse 14 to 30. Matthew chapter 25, we're going to read from verse 14 to 30. So you follow me closely as we read. Amen. Oh, amen. I need your response. Amen. Okay, so he says that, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. 
And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straight away took his journey. Amen. Let's continue. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that has received two, he also gained another two. But he that has received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and recognized with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Amen. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou unto the joy of thy Lord. He also, he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will give thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the earth. And lo, thou hast that is thine. So he brought back the one, the one talent. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I had not strawed. Thou oughtest, you should have therefore put my money to the exchanges. You should have therefore put my money in the bank, so that at my coming, I should have received my own interest. That where there is interest. A bit fast. Take therefore the talents from him. Look at what the master said. He said, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he had. Then verse 30, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Therefore sh there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said, and cast ye the unprofitable servant unto outer darkness, where we are still in 30, okay? So he said, and therefore cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where, please, still 30, where there shall be gnashing of teeth, and there shall be weeping. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. So this is quite a long read. But what is this parable about? This parable is simply about a master that was about to take a journey. And before he took the journey, he gave some money. The talents were just some money, some treasure to three kinds of servants. One, two, three. Three servants. And the Bible says that the first servant, he gave him five talents. The second servant, he gave him two talents. And then the third servant, he gave him one talent. And he went many days, many years maybe, and came back. And when he came, he came to call back the servant to request an account of what they did with the talent. And the Bible says that the first servant who had five talents went to use it to work. 
He invested that talent, and then he came back with an extra five. So he had ten talents now. The one who had two used it, and the Bible says that he came back with an extra two. But the Bible says that the one who had one talent went to dig a hole and then kept the talent there because he said he was afraid of his master. And when the master asked, he said, oh, you are, I know you to be a hard man. You go and reap where you have not sown. So that is why I didn't do anything with the talent. And the master was very furious. If you knew I was a hard man, you should have invested my talent. Now, what is the essence of the story? What is the essence of this parable that Jesus taught? Now, there's one thought that I want you to note from this parable. And those of you that are the nerds, where are the nerds here? With your pens and your notebooks. This is the first thing I want us to note from this. God has entrusted all of us with something. Can we all say it together? God has entrusted all of us with something. Can we say it together? Or in other words, God has given each of us something. So everyone here, under the sound of my voice, if you're a viewer online there, I want you to know that this story, the parable that Jesus told, the master, that boss, that gave talent unto his servant, is likened as God. And then the servants can be likened as you and I, who are people in God's kingdom. That's why I first began to talk about the essence of God's kingdom. So all of us here, under the sound of my voice, we are a part of God's kingdom because we are God's kids. And if we are God's kids, then he has given us something. He has given everyone a talent, an ability. If you remember, the Bible said that he gave them different talents according to their abilities. So everyone here has a measure of ability that is different different measures of ability. And because of the difference in your ability, God has entrusted something in your hands. Amen. Oh, somebody, amen. Now, the second point to note, to write in your notes. Number two, God expects us to do something with what we've got. God expects us to do something with what we've got. Okay? God expects us to do something with what we have got or what we've gotten. Can we all say it together? God expects us to do something with what we've got. Amen. Oh, come on. Are you here with me? Amen. Amen. Wow, that's good. So God expects us to do something with what we've got. Now, remember that these talents that were given to the servant, when they used this, the talent multiplied. But when the talent was kept, the talent remained the same. Amen. Now, one of the questions that we should be asking ourselves is that we said God has given us something. God has entrusted everyone with something. The question is that, what has God given to me? I want us to look at two questions, two questions to note. And the first question is that, what has God given to me? Somebody shout amen. What has God given to me? I want you to ask yourself that question just in the next 30 seconds, that what has God given to me? Now, you may be wondering, somebody may be here tonight and be saying that, I don't know what God has given to me. I don't think God has given me anything. Now, let me help you. Do you have a sense of humor? When you talk, people laugh. People are so excited to talk. That could be a clue. Do you have compassion? When you see people that are sick, you see people that are in trouble, are you moved to help them? That could be a clue. Do you love food? Do you love cooking? 
that could be a clue. Do you like singing? That could be a clue. Do you like to dance? You have a voice. You can sing. You can dance. Can you run? Are you excellent? You know, there are people that are excellent, excellent in their academics. Is that how you are? Now, all these are pointers to talent and abilities that God has given to each of us. And there is nobody here under the sound of my voice, nobody out there watching me that can say that there is nothing that God has given to you. Everyone has an ability. Everyone has something that God has given to him. And these things that I've mentioned, your passions, your resources, your talent, all these things are abilities that God has given to us. And if God has given you these abilities, we said that he expects us to do something with the ability. Amen. Oh, amen. Now, if God expects us to do something with the ability, and we've asked ourselves that, what has God given to me? The second and the last question, which is actually our thoughts for the week. You're going to leave here tonight thinking about this. And it's my prayer that the Holy Spirit will guide you. The Holy Spirit himself would order your steps. So the second question is that, what will I do with what I have been given? Ask somebody, what will you do with what you have been given? Ask the person next to you. Ask it in a different way. What are you doing with what you have been given? Oh, I can't hear. A bit louder. So, what are you doing with what you have been given? That is the thought for the week. But it's the second question. What will I do with what I've been given? If you manage to answer the question, what have I been given? Because all of us have a lot of things that we've been given. You're going to ask yourself that, what am I going to do with what I have been given? Now, when you don't do anything with what you have been given, you are likened unto the unprofitable servant. We are going to give account unto God for what we have been given. And there's nobody here that can have an excuse by saying that I have not been given anything. And that day will come pretty soon. When Jesus Christ came, he said the kingdom of God is at hand. And that's about 2,000 years ago. He preached about the kingdom, and the kingdom of God has come. And when he was teaching his disciples, he says, I pray this way, that thy kingdom come as it is in heaven. Let the kingdom have its dominion. Let the kingdom of God have its way in the earth. So we are part of the kingdom. And if you are part of this kingdom, everybody has something. And that thing that you have, you would have to identify it. Not just know that you have it, but then you're going to put it to use. Amen. So the question is that, what are you doing with the abilities that you have? Some of us have abilities which we are not using for anything. And I bet you time is running very fast. Time is running very fast. The other time I was talking to some teens, and I look at them and I'm like, when I look at you, I wish I was much younger. Because I realized how time has run so fast. But then, in your stage now, you may not realize how time is running so fast. You may be 18, 17, 19, 20, 21, and you may think that you still have a lot of time on your hands. But by the time you look back, you realize that time is gone. And you ask yourself that, where have the years gone by? And you realize that the things that God gave to you, you never used it for anything. And that's what is going to happen on the day that we give account, on the day of judgment, at the end of our lives. 
when we stand before the king, one of the things that he's going to ask, see, remember, when we stand before the king, it's not just going to be where people are being divided, that, hey, you people are going to hell, you people are going to heaven. That, that one is put aside. Those that are in the kingdom already, sorry, those that are in the kingdom already are already citizens of heaven. But those citizens of heaven, their works will be judged. Our works will be judged. And when they say our works will be judged, it means that you are going to have to give account of what you did with what God gave you. God gave you a voice. God gave you some legs to dance. God gave you abilities to play instruments. God gave you abilities to be able to act. God gave you ability to be able to run. God gave you ability to be able to talk. There are some people here you can talk. You can, when you talk to anybody, the person is just excited. Come and join ushering department. He said, no, 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 no. I won't join. See, when I talk about abilities and things that God wants us to use our abilities for, I don't want you to only think about it in the context of church. It's not only in the context of church. Because we are a part of this church, it's important that we use it in church as well. But most often, the abilities are for us to use it out there in the world. You are full of compassion. You love kids. What are you doing with it? You love, when you see old women and old men, you have some compassion. You just feel like you have to take care of them. Those are pointers of the abilities that God has put in our spirit. Amen. Amen. And it's my prayer that when you leave here tonight, the Spirit of God will continue to speak to you. The Spirit of God will guide you. The Spirit of God will order your steps so that the abilities that He has given to you, you will identify them. And when you identify them, you will put them to use for His glory. Amen. Oh, amen. Otherwise, our meeting together, our coming together may just be for the fun of it. Remember, our gathering is not just for the fun of it. Even though there might be some fun in our singing and our jumping, it is for the purpose of God's kingdom. Remember, anything that you pursue in this life as a career, I don't know what you want to be in future. Doctor, lawyer, teacher, an engineer, whatever you want to pursue in this life, at the end of your life, when we stand before the king, God is not going to ask you that, hey, Charlie, how was... You're a doctor so, or an engineer. He said, oh, Charlie, the cars that you fixed, <laughs> you think God is going to be talking about the cars that you fixed, maybe as a mechanical engineer? No. God is interested in that ability that he gave you, how you use it to benefit the kingdom. So if you're a teacher, how did you use that ability to teach to benefit God's kingdom? That is what is going to count in eternity. And I bet you eternity is real. Don't, don't be deceived. You talk to some friends and they're like, hey, Pastor, was you, this Jesus, they said he's coming 2,000 years ago. Are you sure he's going to come? Remember, the Bible says that the coming of the Lord Jesus shall be like in the days of Noah. In those days that Noah was told that there was going to be a flood. And therefore, God cautioned him to build an ark to save as many that would believe in the message that he has to preach. They made mockery of him. And the Bible said he continued building the, the ark for 120 years. Can you imagine? building an ark and preaching for 120 years and the people made fun of him and nobody believed except his family and the animals that went inside and when they went inside the ark it started to drizzle it started to rain and the flaps poured in and the whole world was destroyed now i don't know when jesus is coming it might just be tomorrow it might be closer than you think maybe it might be another 20 years another 50 years 100 years I can't tell, but I can tell that it's closer than it has been 2,000 years ago. 
And when that time comes and we stand before the king, we're going to give account of what we did with the talent that he gave us. Based on the talent that he gave you, you are going to be assigned responsibilities in the eternal kingdom of God that is yet to come. Remember, life is really not about heaven. I know we've grown with that message and that thought that, hey, Osuru Yemifie, we have been raised, and I've been a victim of that, where we've been trained to think that life is just about, ah, we want to escape to heaven. No. The real show is here on earth. Tell somebody the real show is here on earth. When God blessed man, he said that you should multiply and have dominion here on this earth. So even though at some point we'll be going to heaven, but we'll come back here. The kingdom of God will reign. Jesus will reign as king. That millennium period, reign as king, thousand years, over the whole earth, and there'll be peace before he submits the kingdom to his father. So the real show will happen here. And in those times, what you did with your lifetime while you were here, with the gifts that you were given, that will what, that's what will inform the responsibilities, the greater responsibilities that God will give you. Amen. So if you did nothing with your talent, when that time comes, you find out that you're in God's kingdom and you have nothing really to do. Because remember, the one who had the five talents had five. And then they gave him greater responsibility. The one who had two used the two, and then he had two more, and they gave him greater responsibility. But the one who had one and didn't use it, the Bible says they took it away from him. If you have a talent and you don't use it, it becomes dormant and becomes useless. But if you have a talent and you use it, you know how to sing, and you continue to sing, you are in the choir, you are using it for the kingdom of God, that talent multiplies. That is what happens. Talent that is put to use multiplies and becomes a blessing to many more people. Amen. Oh, somebody shout amen. amen. We know who we are. We are born of God. Oh, we know what to do. We have the future. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were blessed by this sermon. Stay tuned for more episodes of God's precious word. They cannot stand us, they cannot stand us, we are fire!